Hello and welcome back to Freedom Machines with Freddy Dobbs. Thank you so much to Sizap for sponsoring this week's podcast episode. Sizap is a motorcycle tracker and rider's mate and has been my go-to choice for the past year. So if you're looking for a tool that allows you to constantly know where your bike is, be updated with all different service intervals and also record your rides and many other things that are constantly evolving, go and check them out. That is sizzap, S-I-Z-Z-A-P-P dot com. I'll include all of the details in the written description below. Right. I want to discuss something a little bit different today because I've now been twice twice over the past week, this is actually ridiculous and a bit dangerous, to the same motorcycle dealership. It's called Crazy Horse and it's in a town called Bury St Edmunds in the east of England. They are destination motorcycle dealerships, so they sell a range of a lot of the brands that I love, that I love. They sell some Harley Davidsons, they sell a lot of Indians. They sell some new Fantics, which is an interesting Italian brand. I've just tested one of their bikes. They also sell some MV Augustas, and they sell custom Harleys and things like that as well. So they sell some new bikes, old bikes, and custom bikes. It's a proper, it's actually it's a, a proper mix of old school bikers. You know, you get those 50, 60 year old bikers coming in, the, the types that you'd expect to see in the US, real characters, beards, long hair, uh, leather vests on, all coming in in their oh, just beautiful, beautiful Harley Davidsons, come in, grab a coffee, grab a bite to eat, you know, full English breakfast, that type of thing. I went on Friday, which is yesterday, 10.15 in the morning, and it was so busy I couldn't, with Monica, I couldn't get a table. I actually had to wait for a table. It's so busy. I know I always say it, but oh, the, the UK biking culture, it's, well, it's booming and it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. You can go upstairs in this dealership, Crazy Horse. They've got all of the clothes, you know, brilliant selection. So you can pick out clothes. They've got all the bikes downstairs. They've got the coffee shop. They do meets on a Sunday. They do, they do meets in the evenings. It's... This is why biking is so great. Yeah, the bikes are great, of course they are, but it's the culture, it's everything that goes with it. It's the feeling of adventure, the lifestyle, the camaraderie, everything about it. Freedom machines to the ultimate level. It's amazing. Now, places like this may be good, but they're very dangerous for your wallet. Very, very dangerous. Because, uh, well, there are a lot a lot of bikes that are highly, highly appealing. Everyone's got their type of bike that they like. I like the modern classics and the cruisers. It's, it's no more than my personal preference. Um, people may like their, their tours, their sports bikes, but there's something about the modern classics and the cruisers that gets me ridiculously excited. I cannot control myself when I see it. And the same thing happened when I went into Crazy Horse and for one, it's exciting, but secondly, it's scary because, you know, these high-end bikes, especially the American stuff, it's 18K plus quite a lot of the time for some of these big American cruisers, you know, the 1700cc uh, 
1600 cc's, the Harley Davidson street bobs, the Indian chiefs. The, I mean, if you want to get up to the big Indian chieftains, the huge cruisers, you're looking at 20,000 pounds plus. 20,000 pounds plus. And I'm going to get onto this in one second, but before I do, this is why it's so great that we've got brands like Royal Enfield coming along because they make off the scale, cool, modern classic bikes available for the masses. And that's exactly why they've done so well. And Fantic, an Italian brand, have also come along to, to stake their claim in the Royal, the, in the Royal, in the modern classic market. I've got a video coming out on a test of a, a Fantic Caballero in about a week. Uh, that's a very interesting take on a highly competitive market segment. So I'll leave that for the YouTube video. Basically, it's great that we've got these cheaper alternatives. But what do I do? What do I do if I want one of these high-end bikes? a Harley Davidson or an Indian motorcycle. What does a normal person do who's, let's say, you know, not got gigantic amounts of money in the bank, not maybe over 45 years old plus and managed to accumulate a few years worth of savings, um, or, you know, got the overheads of a family, a mortgage, yeah, car, finance, all that boring stuff that, that just eats away at our earnings. You can't save up 20k. Uh, a, a lot of people can't save up 20k. It's just not realistic. How do you explain to your wife, I'm so sorry, look, there will be no family holiday this year and we can't buy that house. But good news, good news. I've just bought a brand new Harley Davidson. No, it doesn't work. What, what can we do? And I find myself in a position where I want to consider something like this. Consider what would I do if I wanted one of these dream bikes in my mind? How would I manage to finance an 18 to 20k bike? Because the reality is I don't even want to pay a deposit for one of these. Um, I want one of these bikes, but I hate saving. I'm an atrocious saver and I've I've almost never saved a penny in my life. It's pathetic. I cannot save. I, the second I have money in my bank, I think, oh my God, I've got money in the bank. Spend, spend. I've got an extra X amount in the bank. Well, it must be spent. It can't go to waste in my bank. It's a pathetic attitude. So what does someone like me do who cannot save? Well, finance may well be the option. I am today going to look at the cost of financing a bike. Instead of looking at good value used motorcycles, what can I get and how much will I pay if I don't want even a one penny outlay on a bike? I just want consistent monthly repayments. I don't want to pay a deposit. I don't want to have to feel like I have to save for five years to buy my dream bike because in five years my situation may have changed. I want my dream bike right now, I want it new, and I don't have a penny. What do I do? Let's begin with a bike that I saw in Crazy Horse, and I like it. It's the Indian Chief. Now, they do a few different versions of this. There's a, a Chief Bobber Dark Horse. The problem with this stunning, stunning American bike is that it's 18,000 pounds and that is a colossal amount of money. 
what can I do to get a bike like this? What do normal people do to get bikes like this? Because of course people do buy these bikes. It's exactly the same principle as buying a car. In England, sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like 10% of the cars in England are Range Rovers. And Range Rovers cost about a hundred thousand pounds. How, how does, how did 10% of people in the UK get a Range Rover? Well, of course it's finance. Because finance means you don't need to take a mortgage level loan out of £100,000 or you don't need £100,000 lying around in the bank. The beautiful thing about finance is it makes dream vehicles, whether it's cars or motorbikes, attainable to the masses. And it is not something I've ever properly considered. Even if we look at £30,000 cars, who can afford a £30,000 car? Not many people. They get it on finance, and the same is true with bikes. So let's have a look at this. I'm on indianmotorcycle.co.uk. I found my bike. It's the Chief Bobber Dark Horse. Now, let me just spec this correctly. Would I take it in black? Oh, the green's quite nice as well. Oh, that's a tough one. Green or black? Gray's nice too. I saw gray in the flesh, actually. That's very nice. Oh, it's not important. I'll go with green. Build yours. So if I'm building my bike here, I need to find out exactly how much this dream motorbike is going to cost me. Okay, so I've got the the color. Do I take anything else? Do I take some panniers and things like that? I tell you what I'll do. For sake of argument, I will... Let me just put on a seat on this. I need a rider's backrest. That's That's, of course, a must. I need a, hmm, that's 267 pounds for passenger pillion seat. Well, I've got no choice, I have to add that. And then it's saying, wow. Now it's saying the passenger pegs are an optional extra on the Indian. Passenger pegs are a 226 pound optional extra. You don't even get them as standard. Okay, well, I need them. Chrome bolt-on sissy bar package. Oh my God, I have to buy it. I need the sissy bar package. Quick release, I mean, that would be good. I, that's 800 pounds. I have to get the rear backrest with a, a chrome sissy bar. I have to get it, so that's 800 pounds. Okay, this is possibly gonna get a bit crazy than I thought. Uh, that's fine. Okay, I'll leave that. That's enough. Uh, luggage. Oh, I really need some luggage. Touring essentials. I, I need, I need panniers. I have to get panniers. So there. Oh, there's a conflict of interest. No, I won't remove it. Uh, oh, I'll remove that. Okay, there we go. So I've removed that. And now I'll add that. Okay. Remove. And saddlebags, luggage racks. No, no, I won't get the luggage rack. I'll get some saddlebags. Saddlebags, saddlebags, £1,300. Right, I've got my chief the way I want it. I've got £1,300 saddlebags. I've got £800 sissy bars. I've also got a rear seat. The cost now, £20,500. Mm. Okay, let's have a look at this. Let's go onto a finance calculator. Now this is something I could never ever have dreamt of affording before, but now with a finance calculator, it may be possible. 
Okay, here we go, £20,500. I'm going for the whole lot. I'm not worried about saving a deposit. Three years will be too much. Let's say I can pay it off over five years, maybe. And let's give myself an interest rate of 6.5%. I think I could get that. I think I could calculate. £400 a month for five years. <sighs> £400 a month for five years. I'll be completely honest. My mortgage is £290 a month. So this is £100 more than my mortgage. But on the positive side, I get my dream bike for, well, the initial outlay of just £400, which is the first month finance. And I've gone high end here. I've gone for one of the most expensive motorbikes at 20K, realistically, most people will ever in their life consider. So I've got my dream bike for just a £400 initial outlay, which covers my first month. Can I do, my question, can I do 400 a month? The negatives, of course, 400 a month is a lot. The positives, I haven't had to save a penny for that. I'm not eating into my savings. That makes it slightly more appealing. Let me be completely honest, there's a bike I'm considering. It's a used bike and it's a Harley Davidson Heritage. It's a 2011 model and it's a bike I like a lot. These are actually on the slightly cheaper end of the Harley Davidsons, interesting. I find them nice, I also find them slightly undervalued. It's, um, for this model, it's 35,000 miles, which, you know, some people think it's on the higher side. I mean, Harley Davidsons, they will go on forever. These are bikes built to last, they're unstressed engines. I'd buy one with 100k miles and not even worry about it. The bike in question is, uh, is 8,900 pounds. What if I do, okay, I've looked at the brand new one. What if I look at a used dream motorcycle of mine? I know I said I was only going to focus on the new ones, but this is still a bike that you know most people couldn't afford to buy outright. So could I, could I get this used Harley Davidson Heritage? Is this a reasonable proposition? 8,900 pounds over five years repayment, six and a half percent. Now that's 173 pounds with a total repayment of 10,401 pounds. So that's 173 pounds. That, that's eminently more doable than 400 pounds a month. That becomes tempting. Now I would have to pay a total of one and a half thousand pounds in interest, but I don't think that matters too much over the course of five years. I really don't, that is not too big a deal. In total paying 10 and a half, that's quite tempting. That is something to consider. What if I go, okay, I've had a look at that. What if I go other end of the spectrum? Because on Royal Enfield's website, they, on the UK website, they advertise finance and PCP deals. You've got a range of different things you can go for. The Royal Enfield Interceptor is a dream bike of mine. It's a lovely machine. And Royal Enfield are advertising 6.9% APR. I may be able to get it slightly cheaper elsewhere, but that sounds fairly reasonable, to be fair to Royal Enfield. A brand new Royal Enfield Interceptor is £6,040. And that is 
That is a mind-blowingly good deal for that. I took out the Fantic Caballero, as I've said. That's £6,700. £700 cheaper for the Royal Enfield. The Royal Enfield is, is a better-built, more substantial bike than the Fantic. The Fantic's better off-roading, and it's got its positives over the Royal Enfield. It does. But you get a very, very good bike here for £6,000 in the Royal Enfield that's quick enough for uh, to be your everyday bike to go touring on. It's comfortable. It looks amazing. How much would it cost me at Royal Enfield's quote of 6.9% over five years for a bike that costs £6,000? £6,000, five years, 6.9%. That's £117 a month over five years. That's quite interesting because now we're getting down to, we're getting down to a figure here where uh, there will be a lot of people who will very, very comfortably be able to afford £117 a month with absolutely no outlay apart from, of course, the first month, the first month finance. When I was riding back from Europe on the Bonneville and I thought the Bonneville was going to die, I thought it was going to have to dump it in the bush and walk home and just leave it. What was going through my mind is, what bike should I replace it with? And the Interceptor was high on my, my list in my mind as I was riding along at 50 miles an hour on the French motorways. I could have gone into a Royal Enfield dealership the day after getting back from my Euro trip, walked in, uh, looked at a, a Royal Enfield Interceptor that they had in stock, and very calmly said, I'll take that please, thank you very much, without having to worry about, my lord, where am I going to get my money from? Uh, does this mean if I spend all of my life savings, I won't be able to, you know, pay a bill if the boiler goes wrong? This, this is quite interesting at £117 a month. That's nothing, I mean, relatively speaking, I, that's not fair me saying it's nothing for some people, it will be a lot for others, it will be pennies. But it's very, very reasonable, £117. That does make me think. Then we also have the predicament here. If I'm paying £117 a month, well, that's £6,000, just so you know. That means I'll be repaying £7,000 over the course of five years. And that £1,000 in five years, that's, that's £200 a year. It's nothing. You know, it's about £18 in interest a month, £15 interest a month. It's fine. Even less, actually, even less. It's absolutely fine. Uh, but I'll be paying £117 a month. Now, this is where finance gets interesting. Have a listen to this, because I could get a brand new Royal Enfield Interceptor worth £6,000. However, however, I could get the much more expensive Harley-Davidson Heritage, same loan term, same interest rate, cost £8,900. And that is one thousand. Uh, that is one hundred and seventy-four pounds a month. So it's only an extra sixty pounds a month for a lot more, admittedly much older, but a lot more motorcycle at eight thousand nine hundred pounds. And that's where it gets interesting. If we're looking to buy a Harley Davidson Heritage, that three thousand, uh, that two thousand nine hundred pounds premium that you pay on the Harley Davidson over the Interceptor is, is a lot of money. But if you're doing it on finance spread monthly, 
that 60 pounds or so doesn't seem like so much. That's not a huge amount extra, that 60 pounds. And that, that is why finance is interesting. That's, that's what makes it so interesting. It makes bikes that maybe weren't attainable suddenly attainable. Let me go down to the other end of the spectrum. If I'm looking at the Royal Enfield Meteor at £3,850, now, now this is very close to a no-brainer. £3,850 for a Royal Enfield Meteor means that over five years I will be paying back £75 a month. That's such good value. It's, you know, that is, that's less than an electricity bill. That is, that is only about double the price of paying for internet a month. Tiny amount, tiny amount of money. Hmm, I've got a lot of food for thought here with, with these. Let me see if I can do, let me do one more of these just to have a look at this. Because if I can find... If I can find one more bike that, that I th think could be a good mix. For example, I'm just going to do one more here. This will be the Harley Davidson uh, Street Bob. And there's one I really, really like. These are hugely nice bikes. There's a three-year-old one that I've been looking at and it is uh, £12,000 secondhand. I'll do this final one, £12,000. It's a dream bike. I've never thought I could afford it. That's hand on heart. £12,000, five years, 6.9%, £235 a month. It, it makes unattainable, attainable all of, a second, all of a sudden. There's one other thing I want to, to tell you about this, because as you know, my Bonneville cost me £70 a month to insure. £70 a year, sorry, to insure. That is microscopic. It's just £70 for the entire year to insure my Bonneville. That's the great thing about Bonnevilles. They are dirt cheap to run and they are ridiculously, uh, well, not just run with regards to mechanics, but dirt cheap to insure and also ridiculously simple. They're very, very easygoing bikes to live with. But how, how in reality would an Indian be for insurance? Let me just see if I can do a quick check because we do need to take other things into account, uh, maintenance and things like that. Let's see, Indian Chief. I'll see if I can find a number plate on one of these on Auto Trader, just so I can give you um, a bit of useful feedback on these. In fact, I'm finding brand new Indians on Auto Trader for sixteen thousand pounds, so you you can get them cheaper. Sixteen k for for a new Indian. So bear that in mind. Okay. Let's have a look at these because they're so, so new. I will do, I'll manually enter the details. So manufacturer, where is it? Here we go, manufacturer, Indian, model, chief. I'll do the bobber, it's the bobber I want. Yeah, let's go 2022, let's go absolutely brand new. Cruiser, bike, confirmed vehicle. Okay, vehicle confirmed, your policy details, your summary, address, all correct. Um, bike value, let's say 18,000 for sake of argument. Value of accessories, oh, shall I do it top end? No, let, let's keep it basic, I'll say zero. I'll say zero accessories just to see what it's like for standard bike. How will this compare 
total annual mileage, uh, 8,000. And I own another car or vehicle. Yes, purchase date. Let's say I've just purchased that in April, in May 2022. Okay, yes, everything correct. I'm going to stick it on third-party fire and theft insurance because that's what I've got on my Bonneville. Basically, that means if... Uh, if I crash it, I don't get a penny back, but if someone steals it or it catches fire, the insurance company would pay out. The only reason I'm doing this and not doing fully comprehensive is because I want to keep it as relevant as possible to the Bonneville so you can see an exact comparison. I'll say I want the insurance to start in four days' time. Uh, breakdown cover, no, no, no. So it's exactly the same. Yep, that's all perfect. Next. Get quotes. Here we go. How close will it be to that £70 a year? And could this potentially be a deal breaker? Could it be a, 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 a real blocker as to why I couldn't own one of these dream machines? Okay, it's 50% towards calculating. This money supermarket will tell me a gigantic range of different insurance providers, so it will give me the best possible idea. Usually it comes back with about 40 different insurance providers, and I do love going on this. Go and check out Compare the Market. They're very good for this stuff. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Applying filters. The best quote I have, £781. A month. You know, the interesting thing, there are only three providers that have come back. Let me just see if I put it onto comprehensive, update prices. Sometimes that's cheaper. 781, no. That's 710 pounds. 710 pounds more than a Bonneville. So that is, that's an extra 60, 60 pounds a month that you have to add on. And my guess is that it would be very similar for a used Harley Davidson or Indian. So that's a significant extra amount. It's not ridiculous. I've been told by a lot of Canadians they have to pay the equivalent of about £2,000 a year extra. <gasps> but wait! Oh, wait! Th this is a game changer. I've just pot changed it from third-party fire and theft insurance on the Indian to comprehensive insurance. Now, the interesting thing is when I did this on the Bonneville, my insurance premium went from £70 for third-party fire and theft insurance, went from £70 a year to £110 a year uh, for the comprehensive insurance, which covers you for everything, even if it's the crash in your fault in your name. However, when I've changed third-party fire and theft insurance on the brand new, far more expensive Indian, that price has gone from about £770 a year, and it's dropped to £458 a year. It's dropped by £300 a year for taking out a better insurance policy, which covers me for everything, even crashes in my name. Now, that's... That's very interesting. Let me try one more thing, see if I can get it down. I'm going to put, because I like to fancy myself as a good rider, I've changed the voluntary excess to £500, meaning I will pay £500 a year if the crash is my fault. And that £458, could that go down even more? Okay, it's loading up now. 18 quotes received so far, 50% through checking. 
but you see what happens if you, you shop around. I've just saved myself £300 a year for better policy. Uh, and, you know, maybe I could. Maybe I could buy an Indian chief one year old and it looks like I could save, or a few months, or it looks like I could maybe save £2,000 there. No, the voluntary excess does nothing. In fact, interestingly, it increases the, the price by two, £20. £20 a year makes no sense, but you've got to mess around with these quotes. Have a look. Bear in mind, I've also done 8,000 miles a year, which is relatively quite a lot. Okay, let's end it there. I hope that's a bit of food for thought because it's genuinely hand on heart opened my eyes to, you know, in the future, considering a newer bike, considering a new bike, considering a premium bike that maybe I've never genuinely considered. Finance can be a very, very good thing to help us achieve our motorcycling dreams. There's a, a beauty to the simplicity of having no overheads. My Bonneville, for example, it's a cheap bike and I've paid off the finance because uh, I took a £3,600 loan out. I was too scared to take any more out. That's the truth. But maybe I could consider a bigger loan now. It's not, I've never, ever considered a genuine chunky loan. I'm talking kind of 8K plus, 10K, something like that. Chunky loan. First ever loan I took out for vehicle was my Bonneville, but I was too scared to take out any more. Maybe I wouldn't be now having a look at this because it's not a ridiculous amount extra every month. And if you play around with the insurance premiums, yeah, it's a lot more than the Bonneville, but you know, 700 to 70, that's a big difference. 450 to 70, I could probably stomach that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's podcast episode. Thank you so much to Sizap for sponsoring this week's episode. Go and check them out. Uh, they are sizap.com, S-I-Z-Z-A-P-P.com. Everyone have an amazing week. Have a superb, superb riding week. I hope you all manage to get out on your bikes if you have time. I'll see you in the next one.